Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs, kind of an abbreviated edition of Movie Maniacs as we head into Veterans Day. If you're listening on Wobo 1190 and 1075 FM, we will have our favorite war movies of all time heading into Veterans Day next week. Kind of a an historic day we're doing this uh, podcast on, so we're not spending too much time on movies, Chuck, because, you know, we kind of have a new president. That's kind of a big deal, Chuck Curry. Um, I know it doesn't, we don't talk about politics much here, and nor should we, because this is a movie, um, movie podcast. But I can't help but uh, feel the emotion a lot of people were feeling today when things broke the right way this last week. You know. You know, um, what's interesting about it is that uh, 100, and, I think they said 150 million people voted. That's, That's an accomplishment, and it tells you people were motivated, despite what side of the aisle you might have been on. People were really motivated to vote. Uh, and it was tremendous passion. And that's that's a big positive. You know, I was thinking um, of a movie song that might uh, 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 that popped in my head that might equate to uh, today. And maybe it's uh, there's got to be a morning after. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is, you know, they keep talking about Joe Biden getting the most votes ever for yeah. a presidential candidate. Donald Trump's, too. <laughs> I know he, he, he would have gotten the most votes ever. No, which it's, is, it, it's Goes to show you how, you know, not only how separated sometimes this, well, not sometimes this country is, but you, you said it motivated to at least. I, I just want to, I just want to point out, and this is, I'm just stating what I feel factually, you know, there's going to be a movie based on the last yes. four years of Donald Trump, yes. right? It's just yes. a matter of who's going to do it. Who's going to play it. Yes. You have to really believe that the last act is the last 72 hours, right? Yeah. For yeah. the most part. The yeah. last act of that script is going to be the last 72 hours. Him winning initially in the voting tally, the votes dissipating and ultimately Biden surpassing him. His then, reaction, people will talk. People around him, yeah. People will talk. Yeah. You're going to know exactly how he is, how he feels, what's going through his very complex, complicated mind. I mean, that's not, it is just what it is, right? But yep. uh that's a movie I want to see. I got to be honest. It has to be done by the right person. I mean, I love Aaron Sorkin to write it. Somebody like that. It has Something to be a, like that, yeah. It has to be a good. Oliver Stone, I think, is a little bit long in the tooth to do it. Um, I like some, that idea, though. Aaron somebody, Sorkin would be good. Somebody, somebody, it has to be a really good screenwriter, and it has to be an honest presentation of people who are viewing his mindset at this point. It, it, it's going to make one heck of a movie, Mike. Yeah, no doubt about it. Chuck, let's um. Uh, so we, uh, Veterans Day, we're going to have some war movies uh, on the back yeah. half. If you're listening at Wo Wo eleven ninety one zero seven five FM, and if you're just listening to the podcast, it is archived. If you want to take a listen to our uh, favorite war movies, and then let's remember all those veterans that did everything we possibly could. They possibly Absolutely. could for this country to keep us safe. Uh, Chuck, some movie news we're going to get into in a bit. You know, it's interesting. I, I wonder if if how much money this movie would have made going into theaters anyway, but let him go does come out on VOD, which is Kevin Costner and Diane Lane and a right as grandparents who kind of saved their grandchild from just demented parents. But I mean, I don't know the star powers there, I guess 25 years ago, this movie probably wouldn't have made big bucks anyway, but it is of note. 
um, considering I don't know why marketers didn't just say that that was, you know, Clark Kent's mom and dad saving Clark Kent as a child and and called it a prequel to Superman. But <laughs> <laughs> they might have got a, maybe a little more uh, mileage on it. But they're two very appealing actors. I'm actually looking forward to I'll probably download this movie. Actually, eventually. my uh, my wife and daughter went to see it yesterday. We booked it at the theater I'm involved in. It's a very slow burn movie. Slow bur- burn. That's what they told me. They liked it. But it was much, much more violent than they expected. Really? Yeah, much more. They were surprised, actually. How, let's face uh, it. Let's face it, it though. Uh, you see him in a movie. Um, you watch it. it and it's I just, just want to say uh, it's on target to do. Uh, I think they said four point. I think like four point three million or four point six million, which is a decent opening during COVID. It's on twenty five hundred screens. It's probably really the only one release. Uh, so most theaters that are open are going to be playing this movie but just to give you an example last year same weekend mike right yeah yeah a good down, idea good idea down at down abbey movie opens i think it did 31 million in the united states ultimately almost 200 million worldwide or more netting this studio think of the think of this netting netting the studio an 88 million dollar profit wow here's the bottom line streaming it's not going to do that. It's just not. The industry needs movie theaters. When movie, when when this is all said and done, and I hate to beat the same drum every week, it's t- it is tiring, but it is it is what it is. When movie theaters come back, when COVID is eradicated, or we move forward, people are going to come back to movie theaters. This will get back to normal. The the the, the damage to get there is going to be hefty. It's going to be bad. AMC this week. I don't know if we talked about this because I, I think it was just, AMC announced a yeah, nine hundred. Yeah, okay, nine hundred million dollar loss. That, that's that's mind boggling. Trying to raise fifty million in a public offering, but let's be honest, Mike. How long can they stay afloat? I mean, I, they're not going to make it to two thousand twenty-two unless they keep raising. They're going to need millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Are they going to get it in the open market, public initial, public another, you know, secondary, third offering? Are they going to raise that kind of money? I- no, because well, how many people were in the theater to watch "Let Him Go" with your daughter and your wife? Uh, Here's the interesting part: four? when they when they go by the if if, and I hope they don't. Of course, I, I I hope they don't. I hope they somehow survive. But when those when that chain, if the chain goes under and the real estate is in limbo. Is somebody going to swoop in and, and take that property like Amazon or Apple, who has, has deep pockets, and just say, "Hey, we'll make a deal with the with the with the landlord," uh, and then uh, when 2022, when things really get back to normal, we're set to go. Yeah, and you know, I did I did see word too, Chuck, and we talk about movies that try to get released. It looks like you know we were talking maybe Free Guy was the first. Yeah. Movie. Yep. That's so that. that's next. Death so on the Nile. Yeah. Not going to happen. Um, coming to America, going to Amazon. Um, so we don't have anything. Wonder Woman 1984. Still Christmas release date. There's but that's, no way that's coming out, Mike. That's the next one. That's the that's really the only one right now, unless you consider, you know, Pixar Soul. That's going to Disney Plus. And News of the World, you get the trailers with Tom Hanks in it, but there's no way that's going to come out in theaters. I, I don't Christmas know. Day. No, it's not going to. No, it's not. Now, could that be streamed like. Um, like his other one? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. By the way, Mike, did you see the uh, the uh, teaser trailer to Halloween Kills? Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. calls the film a masterpiece. I, it's a very effective teaser. Listen, it's a very effective teaser. I, I hate beating the drum, but 
It's supposed to come out October 2021. I hope it doesn't get kicked to uh, 2022. Uh, it would have it, it been out already, right? I know I think, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. They, they shot two basically back to back Halloween kills and Halloween ends. So which so, one's the masterpiece? The kills? Kills. Is the uh, is the psychiatrist in this one that's going to break him out of the. No. Yeah. No, no. He's a major factor in this one. I don't know, Chuck. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's good to see Anthony Michael Hall real quick. He's in it. Um, I don't know. Uh, you're, you're more excited about it than I am. I wasn't a, as there's big some, a fan. Listen, there's something about that Halloween music in October. It does work. It, it, does it work. works, man. I mean, you know, I was talking about this to somebody the other day and talking about pop culture, you know, how James Bond, the character is so ingrained in pop culture of America. Now you got Batman, uh, the Batman franchise. You have uh, in, in, in terms of the horror franchise, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. Eventually, you'll see something else with Freddy. Will they? Re, re, they tried. They've been talking about reviving Jason Voorhees in the Friday Thirteenth franchise. Michael Myers seems like they could just constantly do it. I don't think it'll ever end. You're going to see Halloween movies in 20 years. No, you will. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. I would probably agree with that. What do you some- think? Let me ask you a question off the top of my head: the the, the Jason vs. Freddy film. I like that movie a yeah, lot. I liked it too. I, I, I did thought, too. I thought. I thought it was satisfying for all. Uh, it, it was totally satisfying. Yeah. And, and, and Anglin's Freddy was so funny in that movie. He had some really good lines. But, like, it's hard to intertwine, but they did a good job. I thought they did a good job mixing, mixing those two worlds. And I thought it worked. I, I also you, thought it worked because could you, they had. Could you, could you do that with Michael Myers and another character? Um, I think it'd be tough. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I mean, they could do anything. Let's face it. They, well, they could. Um, I thought that movie worked too because. The two young leads, Monica Kina and Jason Ritter, were yeah, really good in it. It too. worked. I thought it worked. They worked in it. And I'm surprised. And the direction Monica I thought Kina. was pretty inventive. Uh, you know, Monica Kina probably should have worked a lot more after that. I, I don't know what happened to her. She was actually really good in that movie. Um, that's a long time ago now, Chuck. That I mean, what do we? I mean, that movie came out how many years ago? It's got to be 15, right? Yeah. Around 15 years. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. It came out in 2003, so it's almost 20 years old now. It's Holy 17. smoke! Yeah. So, uh, time but it was. Flies. Time yeah, flies. Time flies. Um, Chuck, you're really the only biggest movie news, and I know it's not a, 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 a film series that you're a huge fan of, but the biggest movie news was Fantastic Beasts, the spinoff to Harry Potter, um, getting moved to 2022, the next film, and Johnny Depp opts out. He's not going to be in uh, the films going forward. Johnny Depp, you know... I'm not losing sleep, Mike. Yeah, I, I know you're not. I just... I would wonder... What kind of career Johnny Depp's going to have post all this? I, I think what'll happen is he'll, he'll lay low a little, and then he'll come back in some smaller stuff. Is he done re- playing Jack Sparrow? You think? Yes, you do think that. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, Disney's going supposedly sign Margot Robbie as the lead in the next Pirates movie, uh, so they're going a female-oriented uh, lead. Listen, there's so much money in the theme park attractions for Pirates. And those movies have made money, despite the quality of some of them. He's done it so long. Like, to me, that was an old tire. That the, the, the tread was just, you know, yeah. not old. Well, most of them are. They're but decent. he's really good in that character. Look, he it, is. Johnny Depp's a really interesting actor. But I, I just think he, he went to the well too many times with the weirdness. Too much. Well, yeah. I, I Oddball, couldn't. eccentric, whatever you want to call it. 
Chuck, um, we've got. A I like great... Donnie Brasco. What he needs to do more. Donnie, Donnie Brasco was great. Right? Yeah, he Donnie just Brasco was great. Stuff like that. Um, I did see one of his movie movies, The Professor, that came out last year. I actually caught that, and I actually yeah. thought it was decent. Um, a decent film. Nobody saw it. I, mean, I might have been the only one who streamed it ever. Um, Chuck, we got a great Fast Five here that that we could probably go on for a while on some of these actors or actresses. Do you have any other movie news before we do this? And then of course, if you're listening on Whoa, Whoa, you're going to have our favorite war movies of all time for veterans day. Chuck, do you have anything? I'm good to go, Mike. Let's move. Forward. All right, let's start. We'll start with the um, younger actors and then we'll go to the older ones. Cause we might talk a little bit longer about that. But one of my favorite actors right now, just coming off an Oscar first movie that pops into your mind. Now, Chuck, don't screw around. All right. This is all how right. fast five is supposed to work. Ready? I'm ready. Sam Rockwell. I got to tell you, I, I, I love this. I love this turn in the uh, Richard Jewell movie. He's really good in that movie. He is really good. In I that mean, movie. obviously, you go you could go to uh, the three billboards, right? Yep. He won the Oscar for. I mean, um, you know, he's fan, he, he's a he's a fantastic talent. Remember he, how good he was in the Green Mile, too? He was uh, one so of the one like below. Yeah, he was. He's supposed to be. But me, it's the way, way back. You know how I feel about that movie. Uh, okay. The way, way back is a great movie. And he's that's his number one for me. Don't forget, he's the dad in the new Poltergeist, too. He, they got him to what do you uh, think of that movie. Um, It's unnecessary. I think, I think, one. I think, I think the first half is fine. Falls apart. Yeah, it does. It does. I um, mean, it's well cast. You know what well it is? Cast. The kids aren't strong enough in it. That's the problem. You got to remember what helped the first series. And, and you know, it, they're always looking to reinvent the wheel with a lot of these remakes or reboots, whatever you want to call them. And they always make decisions that I just just yep. don't agree with. Yep. And I, I don't recall everyone, but I know they made decisions in that film specifically in the second half. I just like no, rejected yep. it. Yep. Um, Chuck, what about um, e. Emma Stone? Another great young actress, very appealing. Um, La La Land, she's fantastic in. But Emma Stone, first movie you think of. This one's easy, if you get my quotes here. Easy. Easy, eh? Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. I she's mean, good listen, she's a fantastic actress. Um, I, I still say the same thing about La La Land. If you want to see, see the greatness of La La Land, watch the trailer. The trailer's great. The movie... No, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of it. The I movie, it the movie has really good moments, but it, but if you're gonna make if you if you're gonna make a musical, do a full blown musical. Don't give me a musical and then stop Fair. the musical. And, that, and that's my problem with that film. Now, was it better than Moon, Moonlight? <laughs> yeah. What do you think of her turn as Gwen Stacy? She's fine. The problem with those movies are they're, they're, ma- they're forgettable. They're yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, like don't forget, very good and super bad. I loved uh, Crazy Stupid and Love. Zombie Land. Zombie Land, both of them. Yeah. yeah, really good. Very appealing actress. There's no doubt about it. A good one, to say the least. All right, we're going to get to our two heavy hitters in a second, but here's a good one too, Chuck, because he's done a lot of good work. Um, first thing that pops into your head when you hear Ethan Hawke, who's 50 this weekend. First thing, I know he's done a lot of good work. Caveat. He passed on Independence Day. His role ultimately went to Will Smith. Boy, was that a change in direction. He does not like doing studio blockbusters. He should. He's really, but he here's, really here's good. The, here's the thing. One of my favorite, I don't want to call it a B-movie, but I actually love the remake of, of Assault on Precinct 13. Good pick. And he's really good in it. Good has pick. a really good cast. His talent is that he's a good actor. 
He has an interesting look. And he holds the screen well. And he does all those things really well in Assault on Priest, on the remake of Assault on Priest, Priest and 13. Laura Fishbourne's really good in that film. I love yeah. Carpenter's original, but in terms of remakes, that's a really good one. And I, I actually go to another remake, and I thought it was fantastic in it. it was the Magnificent Seven? I thought yeah, he stood out that. of all the seven. I thought he was fantastic in that movie. I'm very underrated. Vincent D'Onofrio's really good in that too. D'Onofrio's really. I mean, they're all good. Remember Chris yeah. Pratt and. And how and, could you uh, not love Denzel? Denzel. Right? But what about his teaming with Denzel? I mean, a lot of people would think Training Day would be. Well, Training Day is a fantastic movie. You know, it's not an easy watch, though. No, it's not. And it, because is... it's, you know, because it's violent. I mean, it's and it's it's intense, but it's a really good film. Um, and of course, you, you know, a lot of people might say Dead Poet Society, too. And I thought that, that movie cheats at the end with the suicide of one. I, you know, I, he's, I an like, explorer. he's an explorer. He's an explorer. didn't. That's his first role was an wow. explorer. Wow. Yeah. OK, we're really going back. And um, yeah, reality bites, too. I mean, the, yes, the, the guy's done a lot of great work and people love the Before Sunrise trilogy, too. I yes, know that. they do. They do. Um, and listen, uh, he's consistently worked. He's had a really good career. I guarantee he's very well respected in the industry. And I will tell you this, you know, Patricia Arquette gets most of the accolades, but I thought he was good in Boyhood. I know you're not a huge fan of that movie, but I, I thought he was. I thought it was a gimmick movie. Yeah, it was, but I thought yeah. he he held it all together. All right, the biggest one's the last one, but we we can't do a fast five when it's Roy Scheider's birthday and not bring up Roy Scheider, Chuck. Um, obviously, Sheriff, uh, I mean Chief Brody, um, Jaws. I mean, it, it begins and ends. How there. old would he have been? What's that? How, How old, old would he have been? been? Yeah, he would have been eighty-two. Okay, I think the last thing theatrically I saw him in was. Uh, the Punisher. Yep, with, he was uh, not, with yep. uh, Thomas Jane. He played Thomas Jane's father. John Travolta's Punisher. I yeah. love Blue Thunder. I know you do. I love me some Which Blue is, Thunder. Well, Blue Thunder's on Amazon Prime right now. Too, I love that movie. Want to check it out? He, he, okay, the thing about Roy Scheider, he he just had a cool confidence, and he and he had a he looked like a man, right? He did. He looked like a man. That was. But he man. looked like a man, like a man you would bump into at the grocery. Like he looked like a man that you. He looked know, like a man you you would live on your block if you right. lived on a block, right? Who was a strong presence, likable, but edgy. I mean, you got to talk about the Bob Fosse movie too. Yep, Bob Fosse. He got nominated for an Oscar for that too. Uh, all that jazz. All that jazz. Um, he look. He. You know what happened? I, I don't know what happened to his career. But Let's talk almost, about Jaws too. Also, I will Jaws too. You know, he he hates it. I love it. That whole arc of Sheriff Brody, I love. Oh yeah, but listen, if he made Jaws two, yes, the yes. best sequel that could have been in it. Yep. I mean, the only thing that could have made it better if, if Hooper came back, Richard Dreyfus, right? I agree. That's the only thing that could have made it. That would elevated it even more. But as sequels go, he's just so damn good in that movie. You well, follow and- him. You follow his plight from the beginning to end. He holds the screen. He's got some great shock action. It's a good sequel. Very and good. Buddy Russo in uh, in the French Connection. He and 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 he basically played that character again for the uh, the um, the Seven Ups. It's basically the same character. Um, I think his story goes in. Uh, Joyce came out in seventy eight, right? Seventy five. So, Jaws two in seventy eight. Seventy right. Jaws two seventy. So Scheider by Universal, he gets hired to do the Deer Hunter. And then when they're ready to film, he doesn't want to do it creatively something so he goes to universal and he wants out so they say and that's not a no an easy feat all the time because there'll be a lot of bad blood when that happens right so he goes to universal he said and universal comes back and says listen do joyce too we'll let you out 
And he did. That's what he did. That's how that came together. But that that career move might have bit him in the ass because because Deer Hunter is a great movie. Yeah, Deer Hunter is a great movie. And I know he did Blue Thunder after that in 2010, the sequel. But after that decision, him yeah. as a bankable lead actor in a movie never materialized. But here, here's the thing. Scheider was thin, right? And the older he got, his appeal. Frail. He got more frail, too. Got, right. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. And and listen, they look, they're looking at all that stuff, these studios and casting. Direct, they look at everything. Well, and it's funny, too, because he, he came out with that big Spielberg Sequest series that came yeah, out, a lot did. of hoopla, and yeah. he was front and center. Yeah. Five episodes into that series, Chuck, I could see in his face he didn't even want to do it anymore. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, then, and the series suffered because of that, because he looked uninterested, and then the audience started getting uninterested. It did last for about 50 or so episodes, but... He would have been a really good lead in a disaster movie. Yeah, absolutely. He would have been. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. All right, Chuck, last but not least. And I, I saved her for last because I I because I, this is my is I know is your go to movie. Here. Yeah. And sh- you bring up disaster movies and yeah. she is a, a quasi lead in a disaster movie. Um, but let's let's talk about try to talk about Sally Field in all seriousness. She's 74 this weekend. I, I did. She not appear in Beyond the Poseidon Adventure, right? <laughs> what was her name in that movie? Her name well, they called her Michael Keane's nickname was Monkey. Monkey, right? So he, she was fraud Celeste, in the Celeste, Smoky Celeste, the Bandit movies. Celeste and, and Monkey. Celeste, in, in, Celeste Whitman. <laughs> what a memory! Holy smoke, Monkey! I loved it. Listen, there's a few good scenes in that film. And all right, stop. stop all right, but stop. Uh, here's the thing: the same year they get. Well, here's a story in an interview years uh, not that long ago, but. Yeah, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. They said, what's the worst film you ever did? And she said, oh, it's Beyond the Beside Adventure. I did it for a paycheck. Okay, stop it, Sally, please. But same year, she does Norma Ray wins an yeah. Oscar. So yeah. it's really interesting. Norma Ray, think of the intensity of Norma Ray, right? <laughs> and then she does Beyond the Beside. She, I'm sure she, listen, I'm sure she had fun with Michael Caine and Carl Malden on set. I mean, come on. You got, an, well, you got a decent paycheck for the film and... In her work with Michael Keane's fine in this. Why do we keep talking about Beyond the Beside Adventure every week? Well, like, especially is, considering what, Sally Fields had an amazing career here, here's and won a couple Oscars. What is wrong with you that we talk about this movie every week? All right. You got it out of your system? I did. Thank you. All right. Now talk about Sally Field. What is the role you think of with Sally Field? To Norma, me, Norma Ray it, be a big one. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you, she did a TV show from 2006 to 2011 called Brothers and Sisters. Yep, on it was ABC. a good show. I really like that show. I thought she was a head of a household, like the matriarch of a, of a, of a, you know, upper, of very upper middle class. I think upper middle class. I like that show a lot. And I was telling somebody the other day who was asking about the state of television when Brothers and Sisters was canceled in 2011, it had a viewership of around 11 million viewers a week. ABC pulled the plug because they said that's not enough viewers. They kill to get 11 million viewers for a TV show now. Yeah. It's funny how it works out that way. That show it? still had juice in it. Um, Mistake for, for me, Sally Field and Mrs. Gump is is a yeah one and the same. And she's good in Lincoln too. She's good in Lincoln. Um, I liked oh, her. Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, I liked her with all the uh, smoke uh, the uh, Burt Reynolds movies, Hooper and The End. She, here's a fun, funny thing. She's got. She has that girl. When, okay, in the smoking, she's got the girl next door look. Yep. She's super cute. Yep. 
and she could deliver a line with the best of them. All right, Chuck, that's our fast five. Um, we'll end on Sally Field and we'll end on, oh, you know, we didn't bring up Steel Magnolias and there's probably a lot of fans out there that love it. Absolutely. That yeah, movie still, listen, I get people, when I was doing a revival circuit and I probably did 150 classic movies on the big screen where int- I introduced them, I, so many people said, do Steel Magnolias. Do, so they, they, they love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Chick flick, right? Um, yes. All right, Chuck, we'll do this over again. We'll do a, a longer form for your podcast next time. But uh, if you're if you're listening on the radio, make sure you stick around for our favorite uh, war movies of all time. Chuck, we'll do it again next week, my friend. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.